guys, this is Kai from Love and Murder Podcast, www.murderandlove.com. And you're listening to Scary Savannah and Beyond. Welcome to Scary Savannah and Beyond. This is going to be episode number 38. Fast approaching 40. I did that years ago and it's overrated. It is. It turns out as a kid, one of your main wishes is I want to be an adult. And when you become an adult, you realize, no, I do not want to be an adult. Well, being an adult is different than being 40 something. I guess you could be like 23. And yeah, be an adult, like our kids are all technically adults, but not really because they don't have real responsibilities. Not like we did at that age. Yeah, they don't. We had to walk to work uphill both ways in the snow. With four children. On the equator. <laughs> because it's a thing. Trust me, it can be done. When you live at this part of the South, it could be snowing one day and 96 degrees the next. You or never the know. same day. The same day. Depends on it could be early in the morning, you're sledding out on the snow, and then by the afternoon, you're out there in your t-shirt. So you can find us online. If you go to scarysavannahandbeyond.com, you can find us on all social media platforms at the username at Scary Savannah. And this is a reminder, we actually have all of our episodes are on video. And if you go to YouTube, you can find our episodes with video And that is on YouTube. You search for Scary Savannah and Beyond. You will find us. We are currently, as of the recording, two followers away from 100. I I just can't wait till we get to 100. I just want to see the number. It will be so cool to see three digits instead of two. Yeah, it will be. It's been a long time. So if you're listening and you haven't visited us on YouTube, please go do that and like and subscribe. Be our 100th subscriber, please. Exactly. We would love to do that. Whoever is our 100th subscriber... We will put it on our next episode and talk about it. How will we know who it is? I will know. Oh, you know. I have ways. Oh, you can see. I can see and I can know. And if I'm not positive, I'll just do the three people that are closest to 100 and then I'll know. So somebody's going to do it. You can also help to support the podcast by supporting my lovely co-host, Caffeination Habit. And you can see she's got a fancy new coffee mug here. Crystal, why don't you show it to the camera? Hit the microphone. <laughs> I did. Too, because that improves audio production it did. quality. It did. So this is uh, one of our potential pieces of merchandise. Are you happy with it? I love it. It's very cool. It's a tumbler with our logo printed on the side, and she needs to keep it full of coffee. So if you could help support the podcast, just go on a web browser on our webpage at the lower left-hand corner. You'll see that icon. Just click on that, and you can donate to the podcast by buying her coffee and That support is greatly appreciated. Okay, and we have another five-star review that we'd like to call out on the episode here. And this is from uh, one of our Patreons, actually. It's from Savannah, and I'm probably going to butcher the name again, Marcion. I think that's right. Marcione, Marcion. Either way, if I got it wrong, I'm so sorry. Please let me know how you're supposed to say it. It's a really cool name. I'm not a very educated man. (laughs) Sounds French. uh, uh, It might be. Or, or maybe it's Italian. Or Spanish. I don't know what it is, but it's cool. I, I like either. it. So <laughs> she says that I started listening to this podcast around the 15th episode. So she picked a good time to do it. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know So you why. can binge. I can't even remember what the 15th episode was, but I bet it was cool. I could find out. So thank you for the kind words that you left us here and the five-star review. We do appreciate it very much. And if you would like to leave us a review, we would love to see it. You can go to our website and click on the reviews tab, and it gives you instructions on how to leave us a review on one of several different podcast player slash websites, whatever you want to call it. And we thank you so much for anyone that's willing to take the time to do that. It was some Savannah haunted houses. Uh Uh-huh. Those are good ones. Yeah. So, Crystal, how have you been this week? I've been excellent. We actually took our trip to Atlanta to see the Braves beat the Mets, which they did. They managed to do it in the game we were at. (laughs) Yeah, not the other two games they played, but we don't even talk about that. Yeah, you don't even bring that up. No. But you also got a little uh, giveaway at the game, didn't you? You want to share with everybody here? Got my Tyler Matzik bobblehead because we were one of the first 15,000 people through the gates. We were one of the first 50 people probably because we got there at two o'clock ish and the game wasn't until seven something. So yeah, yeah, we were, we were there early. Do you plan on actually opening that? Maybe. Okay. Well, I've seen it out of the box because we have two. And so you got one as a gift for for Somebody a friend of ours. With, yeah. Right? So um, she opened hers. She has a bobblehead collection, a Braves baseball bobblehead She's collection. She's maybe more of a fan than you are. She is. She saw her first game in 1973. Which was just a few short years before I started watching baseball. Yeah. Or we, was born. We weren't quite born. Maybe 30 years before I started watching baseball. <laughs> yeah. Years, yeah. You just got into baseball recently. So this week, we're going to be talking about something that I think most appropriately fits under our oddity category, because our subject this week is famous last words. Yeah. I don't know why. I just started thinking about this the other day, and I thought, oh, that'd be interesting. It's so dark. Well, it is, but... Everyone has them. Are you feeling okay? <laughs> yes, I'm I mean, great. Is there more reasons behind why this is this episode? No, I think I just saw a quote somewhere of someone's famous last words, and I thought, well, there's got to be a lot of those out there, and since a lot of people are dead. You're apparently pretty right about that. I am. Looking at the script, this is the longest script I've seen. <laughs> we're not is. even using chipmunk voices. We got this new device oh, here yeah, that we're recording so our cool. podcast with, which I'd love to show you if I could. And it's a Rodecaster 2, and it has effects on the voice that I'm not going to use because it'll probably run everybody away. But yeah. it's hilarious. We, we spend sit here like, for half an yeah, hour. Yeah, we just sit here forever talking to each other in chipmunk voices and yeah. like demon voices. We spent literally 30 minutes recreating a chipmunk's episode. She was Brittany, and I was Alvin. Yeah, and, and then we did the whole Christmas song. It was a whole a thing. there's a button that makes you sound like a demon, and that was Dave. <laughs> And it just went downhill from there. I'm just going to tell you. It's just horrible. Does that maybe we'll start If y'all want to hear this, you should, we should uh, let us know. We'll do a Patreon episode yeah. of us as chipmunks. Because why not? Because why not? Oh, we do it anyway. <laughs> we do. Well we might as well record it. it. Trust me, when it comes from both our minds, it's some messed up stuff. It is. You probably don't want to hear it. So what do you think your last words will be? If you, like, if you knew you were going to die, they're going to be different. what I different. wish they were or what I think they'll be? <laughs> Let's do both. Okay. So what I think they'll be. <laughs> I did not know that was loaded. <laughs> I'm thinking it would be my last words. Okay. Uh, my actual last words. My real last words would be, and that's how I saved humanity. 
tell them about it. And then I'm dead. And then it's like, it's very sad. Everyone's crying. Okay. It's a big deal. So it's like a movie. I saved the world. Nice. Nobody knows it, but oh. you have to pass this on to everybody. Oh, okay. And so I die like a hero. I'm really cool in this potential scenario. Excellent. Of course, you might turn out to be the villain in the movie. I don't know. And then it's like, you're the one that shot me with lightning bolts. And you'd be like, you thought I was just beautiful. It turns out I'm powerful too. Okay. That is But so... you have like a big redemption arc and it comes back around and everyone realizes that you truly weren't the bad guy the whole time. The whole time, the bad guy was everybody else. Okay. That went way off from where I thought it was going to go. You really thought it wouldn't go crazy when I'm saying it. <laughs> So let's dig into some of these things. Yeah, shall let's we? let's let's read some actual oh, wait, last hold words. On a second, I want to hear what yours would be. I have no idea. Like, I would have to if I knew it. I would like have I'm to take all this time and plan. In my heart no, for you. Where was I in this scenario? You know, you're gonna tell you. me goodbye. <laughs> you were the one that killed me in both scenarios. <laughs> So it was sort of implied it was goodbye. That makes this very (laughs) difficult then. (laughs) What are your last words going to be? I always hated you. I would have to like sit down with paper. You know, I'm a planner. I have to like plan it out. So So it wouldn't be like alfalfa when he's like, and the skies opened up and And God God said, I I hate hate you, alfalfa. alfalfa. No, then the clouds opened up and God said, I hate you, alfalfa. Another great movie. So let's actually read some real last words. We're going to start way back in the 12th century BC. BC. Yes. So it's going to go way back all the way up to now. Does it get to mine? We already did yours. Unless you have more. No, I mean, does it get up to like where mine actually happens? Oh, maybe. Uh This is going to be a long episode, so maybe. Okay. All right. Well, let's go. All right. So the first one is Abimelech. And he was the king of Shechem, mm-hmm. if you'll recall. I do recall. From the Bible. Approximately around the 12th century BC, mm-hmm. if so I'm guessing correctly. He was mortally wounded in battle by a stone thrown by a woman. A woman. And he was not happy about this, not because he was dying, but because it was a woman. So he asked his armor bearer to kill him, even mm. though he was going to die anyway, but he wanted to be killed by a man. So he said, in a way, that sounds like even less cool. I mean, I'm not saying women or a woman can beat me up. I tell you right now, there are plenty of women I know of that live on this island with us. They could beat me up and I wouldn't be embarrassed by it. I'd well, be this like, was yeah. an entirely different time. And I guess I had more gumption. than Yeah. I he said, draw thy sword and slay me that men say not of me. A woman slew him. So he was like. With his dying words, he did not want to be killed by a woman. If I recall my Old Testament, things did not go well for the guy that did as he was ordered. I did not. Pretty sure that... I don't have went, his last words, so... When he went and told him about it, I think they slaughtered him too. Okay, okay. so let's stay in the Old Testament, shall we? Mm-hmm. Samson, who you may recall from such famous movies as Samson... You remember him and Delilah, right? Yeah. <laughs> they, they, had lived, they, together, didn't they? <laughs> they had a song too. Hey right? there, Delilah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was judge of the Israelites in 1078 BC prior to bringing down pillars of the Philistine temple and killing 3,000 people along with himself. He was quoted as saying, Let me die 
with the Philistines. Yeah, he was super strong. He knocked that whole building down, killing 3,000 people and himself. If you're not familiar with the story of the Old Testament, Samson's strength came from his long hair, imbued into him by God. Yeah. Him cutting his hair was a sign of him not being faithful to God. Not so much the power was in the hair, right? Right. And when the hair grew back and he realized that he wanted to atone for what he did, then he got his power back and uh, a lot of people paid for it. Yeah, including him. Including him. So So don't tell Delilah your secret weakness. FYI. work on that daily. (laughs) Last time I talked to Delilah, I said, I ain't got no weaknesses at all. (laughs) So Pythagoras, you know him. He had one of them theorems, Yeah, that Pythagorean theorem that we're all familiar with that we learned in school but never used. I don't even know what it is. Is it A squared plus B squared equals C squared? It is. I still don't know what that means. So in 495 BC, he was um, caught up with some kind of uh, confrontation with the Croatians and was stuck. I can't tell you how many times that's happened to me. He was with his students, and they were in a fava bean field of all places. I didn't know those were real. I didn't either. I thought it was just a thing that the guy says in a yeah fava beans. But anyway, he says it is better to perish here than to kill all these poor beans. Oh come on, Crystal! When it's a really striking statement like that, you got to give it the justice it deserves. Come on. What was this to do? It is better to perish here than to kill all of these poor beans. You think that's how Pythagoras spoke? He was ripped. He was Greek. So he said it in Greek. But it was very Greekish yeah. version of what I just said. Obviously, he died there amongst the beans. It's very I wonder sad. If he killed the beans. I don't know. It's I'm very not. sad. Apparently, they made a lot of difference to him. Okay. So the next thing <laughs> is by our good friend, Socrates, as they say. In <laughs> and Bill and Ted's Excellent Bill Adventure. Uh, but it, uh, we will call him Socrates. He was a Greek philosopher around 399 BC. And just before his death, by ingestion of poison hemlock, which he was forced to drink as a death sentence. See, I didn't know that. I knew he drank it. I didn't realize it was forced on him. It seems like I, knowing how this affects people, I'll be, I just cut my head off. Yeah. You know, just stab me. Yeah. Go get the armor bearer. <laughs> get him over here at the sword. Take me out. He said, and I'm probably going to mispronounce read this. Read it in Greek. Okay. Have the Greek translation. <laughs> okay. I don't know Greek. I can't <laughs> begin to pronounce that. But Crito, we owe a cock to Aslespius. Please don't forget to pay the debt. I want to assume that a cock is a bird in this situation. Could be. (laughs) Could be many things. I've told you before what they call a cock in the industry I'm in. It's a valve. I don't think they had valves in 399 BC. Actually, I'm glad you brought it up. Did they? Because I sell valves. I know you do. And they date back to the Roman Empire, which came after the Greeks. So, Okay, then. So we don't know. The correct answer is I'm not actually sure. Well, I'm going to go with it was a bird. Okay. He owed him a chicken dinner. <laughs> you owe me some chicken, boy. <laughs> then he puked his guts up or the liquefied version thereof. So next up, we have Archimedes, a Greek mathematician in 212 BC. And he said to a Roman soldier who interrupted his geometric experiments during the capture of Syracuse, 
Whereupon the soldier killed him. Oh, man. So, yeah, he's like busy working on his geometric experience. He's like getting all the good ones. His uh, quote was, do not disturb my circles. Stabbed. (laughs) It's like, really? You think he said that before or after he was stabbed? After. Do not disturb my circles. Exactly. Yeah. So like your last words are do not disturb my circles. He really was fond of math. That can honestly probably apply to any situation. Really? The one I told you about, I want to change my last words to that as I'm laying there heroically after I've saved humanity. Okay. I look up with my dying breath and say. Do not disturb my circles. <laughs> I'm gone. Mic drop. I'm gone. I'm dead at this point. The I birds are eating me. The gargoyles, the bats, whatever. <laughs> you know, as happens in apocalypse. I, I really like this next one. So you'll get to do this one. It seems like you planned this. I did not amazed. actually. Okay. And uh, these are some funky names, so I'm probably going to mispronounce it, but I'll take my best effort and say it's Chrysippus. So Chrysippus was a Greek philosopher around 206 BC and before dying of laughter. He said what? And I would like to point out before I say this, that uh, death from laughter is a supposedly extreme rare form of death, usually occurring because of cardiac arrest or asphyxiation which just sounds like a way I could die. So let me read the statement. Go and give the ass a drink of wine to wash down the figs. <laughs> so that what? was so funny <laughs> that he died of laughter. Oh, that's why I died. Because yes. the guy said that. Yes. It's sort of like the way I was like just trying to do a commercial at the beginning of our recording session. I just found it hilarious. Died. Like, I don't know why it just gave me a fit of laughter and... This guy had a fit of laughter so bad he went into cardiac arrest. I was convinced you were smoking something. I you wasn't. Were me so humorous. Unfortunately, I was not. <laughs> okay, moving on. So Julius Caesar, you might know him. I've heard of Little Caesar's Pizza. Mean dressing. On the fifteenth of March in forty-four BC, he discovered his stepson Brutus was among his murderers, and he said, "A two Brutus." Which also means you too, my child. That's cold. Yes. But the Romans were cold. They were. You didn't even, I don't even know if you got some of the other ones in here, but they were some messed up emperors in Rome. There were. Caesars, emperors, whatever. Okay. So our next statement comes from Moname, mm-hmm. possibly. Moname, wife of Mithridates VI, who lived around 72 to 71 BC. After failing to hang herself by her crown's strings in fulfillment of her death sentence, said, Oh, wretched headband, not able to help me even in this small thing. Now, first of all, how does a crown have strings? Where are the strings? On the headband, apparently. Maybe she had a chin strap for her crown. Oh, okay. Like, are we getting into <laughs> this like, so, execution right so, now? So this is a death sentence and you have to like hang yourself with a crown. I don't understand. Seems a little bit suspect to me. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting that she uh, used a crown to kill herself and it well, wasn't working. Well, a death sentence, so maybe it was like a defective crown and it was a joke. Ha ha, your crown snapped right off. Mark Antony, Roman politician and general, said to Cleopatra before his suicide, You must not pity me in this last turn of fate. 
You should rather be happy in the remembrance of our love and in the recollection that of all men I was once the most famous and the most powerful, and now, at the end, have falled not dishonorably a Roman by a Roman vanquished. So he sounds like a bit of a narcissist to me. A little bit. I didn't know he committed suicide. He did. What a loser. And so did she, as you'll find out in the next one. He's not so much a loser that he did that, because I know that happens, but that he was like so fed, eat up with himself that he's talking about. It sounds like he's saying, "Is like, I'm not dishonorably a Roman took out this Roman. So he's talking about himself, mm-hmm. taking himself out. Mm-hmm. That's why I said he was a narcissist. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Of course, he ruled most of the world at the time, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So Cleopatra, conversely, mm-hmm. who was Pharaoh of Egypt around 30 BC, right before she reportedly committed suicide by letting an asp bite her. Now that's pretty badass. Asp. Here thou art then. <laughs> I'm assuming she just like thrust out so the snake could latch on, maybe. Like imagine, like that is so like. Like, aren't there other ways? You're a pharaoh. Yeah, I think there'd be easier Have ways. Else kill themselves for you. Yeah. Like, I am taking myself out. Quick, Frank, do it. <laughs> and then they just off somebody. I'm sure it wouldn't be the first person she had slaughtered. Next one is probably the most famous last words of all. I know that I think they are, and many other people do too. Jesus said right before his death by crucifixion, it is finished. So those are probably the most famous I think last so. words. Yeah. Our next is a terrible trash person. Yeah. Horrible trash person. Quite the opposite of Jesus. The Almost the exact opposite yeah. of Jesus. And that would be the Roman Emperor Nero who around 68 AD said to a soldier trying to save him after suicide, too late. Is this your fidelity? He used to uh, play a fiddle while he burned Christians, right? He played a fiddle while Rome burned, but I think that's sort of a, uh, I don't know if that actually happened, but Mm. that's the story. Mm. But he was a pretty bad dude. Had a lot of people killed. So St. Lawrence, who was a Christian deacon in 258 AD, he was being burned alive on a gridiron That's as awful. a martyr. Yeah. Yes. And he said to the men, I am roasted. Now turn me and eat me. He was like on a spit. Oh my that. goodness. That yeah. is so hardcore. Yeah. So imagine. I wonder if he meant that in the way that I'm thinking it was said. Yeah. I think he was saying it like, you know, I'm not going to change my mind. So. Yeah, but it could also be doubled up. Like, eat me. <laughs> but literally, they'll go ahead because yeah. this doesn't mean anything to me. I'm yeah. moving on to better things. Yeah. So Marcus of Arethusa, a Christian bishop and martyr around 362 AD, hung up in a honey-smeared basket for bees to sting him to death. Yeah, that's why I included this. I thought that was the weirdest thing I've ever heard that's for terrible. execution. That is like... Imagine how painful that is. I know. Be. Like, there's a lot of martyrs. I didn't realize just how many people were killed as martyrs. How am I advanced, despising you that are upon the earth? So he still thought he was better off than those people, so... Yeah. He knew where he was going, apparently. Yeah. So imagine that's just crazy. Yeah. Hanging up, being smeared with honey for bees to sting. Like just one bee sting freaks me it's out. It's like they're trying to think of the most painful and horrible ways to kill people and mm. did it. I just don't understand how anybody can do something like that to another human being for any reason, honestly. Severus of Ravenna, Bishop of Ravenna in 348 AD. According to a traditional story, he laid himself in his family tomb alongside his dead wife and daughter and then died. 
My dear one with whom I lived and loved so long, make room for me, for this is my grave, and in death we shall not be divided. That is some kind of commitment. That is because that is weird. If, if you precede me, I'm going to do the same thing. Going to get me out of the ocean? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to get you out of the ocean. I'm going to go find that that shoebox that I put you out in the ocean in. I'm going to climb right on up (laughs) in it right beside you, and we're going to float out to sea together, never to be separated. Lovely. You know, unless, of course, you know, like some rogue waves show up or something. And then at that point, you know, I might have to question my dedication, but you understand, right? I do. After those waves we were looking at earlier on TV. 100-foot tall waves. That's crazy. Crazy. I thought you liked this next one, just because of who it is. Charlemagne. I suddenly remembered my Charlemagne. I suddenly remembered my Charlemagne. Charlemagne, a European monarch around 814 AD, I'm assuming here, mm-hmm. uh, quoted Jesus and said, Lord, into thy hands I commend my spirit. A lot of people quoted Jesus in their final words I found back in the day. Not so much these days. And then Christopher Columbus, who we all know, also quoted Jesus and said, Into your hands, O Lord, I commend my spirit. So he kind of copied Charlemagne and Jesus. I want to change my last words. Because <laughs> I sort of feel like they're a little bit empty compared to these. <laughs> well, this next one is uh, quite lengthy. Oh, and- my goodness. This was Seward Earl of Northumbria mm-hmm. around 1055 while he was dying of dysentery. Yeah, I guess he was playing dysentery. He was playing Oregon Trail. We called dysentery at the time. Yeah, we did because we, we didn't know, we didn't know how, didn't to, know how to say it. it. But I always was like, I played that game and I tried to kill everybody as fast as possible. Is that what you did? Like you could make the wagon go however fast you wanted, and you can adjust the amount of supplies you give them. So I take away all their food. Sounds like you. You make still do them that. Move at a breakneck pace, and I'd be like, How quick does it take <laughs> them to die on the trail? And what's the coolest way? I would have hated die? playing with you. I never wanted to die. Oh, it was awesome. I killed everybody. I don't even think they made it out of like the first stop. They're like sitting literally at where they just bought their supplies and they get like 10 feet out of town. Oh no, he died of a broken leg. She died of dysentery and this guy just vanished off the face of the earth. Bloody benders got him. The bloody That's exactly it. They didn't make it out of town because they stopped at that end. They did. Got that back room, just made up nice, nice chair there. A real nice chair. It's a chair of honor. It is. And it'd be a shame for a man not to sit in a chair of honor. It would be. So Seward said, how shameful it is that I, who could not die in so many battles should have been saved for the ignominious death of a cow. At least clothe me in my impenetrable breastplate, gird me with my sword, place my helmet on my head, my shield in my left hand, my gilded battle axe in my right, that I, the bravest of soldiers, may die. Like a soldier. Of dysentery. Of dysentery. <laughs> so it's literally like it's really sad. Like, Give me my sword. <laughs> and you're like, Grandpa, you need to calm down. You got the dysentery. <laughs> and he's like, ah. That would really, really suck, though. Like, deceased. Yeah, that would suck. You can't even punch dysentery in the face. No. Dysentery. Yeah, like you can't even dysentery. fight back. So Joan of Arc, who was a French military leader and mystic in 1431, while she was burning at the stake told them to hold the cross high so I may see it through the flames. She told them. She did. This next one I found interesting because you'll see why. Okay, so this next one is from one of the uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles, uh, Leonardo (laughs) da Vinci, who was an Italian artist and scientist and Renaissance man. And also a big 
proponent of pizza. Big proponent of pizza. He said this to King Francis I of France. I have offended God and mankind because my work did not reach the quality it should have. And this is from Leonardo da Vinci. Literally sounds like me. Maybe I, too, have Leonardo level of talent. Mm-hmm. I think so. Not even remotely. I can hardly make it through a recording session without saying something stupid. But imagine like being that talented and then saying you've offended God and mankind because your work wasn't quality <laughs> so stuff. If you translate this to current slang, it's like, man, it sucks. Yeah. And, and it's like, imagine what do you think of the rest of us? Yeah. <laughs> you plebs. So Raphael, the other Ninja Turtle. Yeah, the red bandana. Yeah, so he was also an Italian artist. He had a lot less to say. His last word was happy. Just happy. So was he happy? I don't know. Or Or maybe he was being facetious. Or someone else was happy. He didn't clarify. See, this is why we need context with your last words, people. Make it clear. Don't leave it up for interpretation. Maybe Don't be ambiguous. the, The chambermaid's name was happy. Maybe. He's maybe asking for his medicine. Yeah. Who knows? (laughs) Happy. Oops. I don't know what happened. He just talked over dead. He sounded happy, though. He said happy. He did. So Anne Boleyn, Queen of England, in May of 1536, prior to her execution by beheading, had this to say. Oh, God, have pity on my soul. Oh, God, have pity on my soul. Which are reasonable words to say before you're about to be beheaded. Yeah, by your husband. Yeah, he was uh, definitely uh, one of those uh, not good dudes, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, so I found a lot of uh, people were beheaded when they got out of line. A lot of women. Or just happened to be in the wrong lineage or not doing what they need to be doing. That's what I said, when they got out of line. (laughs) How dare you be a woman? Yeah. And have a voice, no way. Off with your head, pretty lady. I'll put your voice in the creek. Francisco de San Roman, Spanish merchant and Protestant martyr in 1540, while he was burning at the stake, he moved his head in a way which caused the friars to believe that he had recanted. Upon his removal from the flames, he asked them this question and then was returned to the fire. Did you envy my happiness? That's so hardcore. That is so hardcore. Put him like, back in the fire. Yeah. Um, He's like, they took him out of the fire. You don't want me to meet God is I what know. it is. It's like that. It's just craziness. That's rebuke right there. <laughs> so this next quote is from one of my most favorite theologians, mm-hmm. and that would be Martin Luther. He was a German theologian who started the Protestant Reformation in uh, the mid-1500s, and he had to say, we are beggars. This is true. Those are interesting words, but I would have expected something else from him because he wrote so many things. He was like the theses yeah. that he wrote. There's all 95 of them. Yeah, all them. Put them right there on the door. Right on the door. On just, the castle Just nailed them right to the wall. You'd think you'd have had a little bit more to say. Maybe he was a, maybe he's like Leonardo and he just really just no, you're talking about uh, that wasn't that was Raphael that just said happy. I was talking about Leonardo actually. So, what did he say? Know, he just wasn't good enough. Oh, yeah, that's true. I only had 95 of them, man. <laughs> Sorry. So Nostradamus, who was a French seer in 1566, correctly predicted his death. <laughs> let, let me say it. I didn't even read this. 
I believe that I will fall off this roof in approximately three seconds. <laughs> and he did. Who could have seen that coming? So his actual last words were, tomorrow at sunrise, I shall... Oh, my he southern, turned southern. My southern accent just came I out. I shall be no longer here. <laughs> tomorrow at sunrise, I shall no longer be here. So did he just like leave? <laughs> Unclear. I just assume he was dead. But he was dead. Well, I didn't. He did correctly predicted his death. I am gone. So Sarah Good, an American woman who was accused of witchcraft during the Salem witch trials in 1692, had these words to say to Reverend Nicholas Noyes prior to her execution by hanging. You are a liar. I am no more a witch than you are a wizard. And if you take away my life, God will give you blood to drink. Mm. And that is, I've been to Salem Mm -hmm. where all this happened. And I just always assumed, they always paint this picture that these women were accused of witchcraft and they were all burned at the stake. It turns out none of them were burned at the stake. Most of them were drowned or hung and there's a cemetery right in Salem that you would expect, oh, I'm going to find some witches' mm-hmm. graves or something. But uh, they didn't even give them the uh, honor of a burial in that way. Mm. They didn't bury them in graves. I think they just took them out and tossed them like out in a mass grave or something They because they had that little respect for these people that... And in reality, they probably only like spoke out or something that, that today would or be or nothing. perhaps they crossed a woman who maybe was more influential in the town or was mm-hmm. maybe not speaking out of line because she was a woman, but because maybe some other woman who maybe was a little bit higher up on the food chain mm-hmm. didn't like her. Yeah. I'm sure there were a lot of reasons that these people were accused. And, you know, that was probably one of them too, I would imagine. So another person that was killed during these witch trials was uh, Giles Corey. And they actually pressed him to death with weights oh my and he yelled to them more weight that is just hardcore yeah he was resigned that he was not a witch i mean do you think you could stick to your guns with something like this to have last words like this i'm sure he wasn't sitting there thinking somebody's going to be quoting me in 300 years no but i think he like he knew there was no getting out of it and if he really was supernatural he could have stopped it so he must not have been so if he had confessed he's a witch and be like okay well then now you deserve to die so if you, but if he's a powerful witch, then he could like just go away. Yeah, like get out of there and go away. Put two and two together. Yeah, it's like if they have these supernatural powers, why are they not using them? So, yeah. so George Washington, who you may know as the he's first on my dollar bill. president of the United States of America, said to Doctor James Craig and his personal secretary Tobias Lear, "I die hard." But I am not afraid to go. I am just going. Have me decently buried, and do not let my body be put into the vault in less than two days after I am dead. Do you understand me? Tis well. I think that tis well is like the, the it is well with my soul. So. Okay, well, let me say that again. Do you understand me? Tis well. Excellent. Or was the guy's name Tiswell? <laughs> Tis well. A lot Where's of people a lot of people said tis well at the end, I think quoting oh, that song. It's a thing then. Mm-hmm. Which is a hymn. It is. 
It is well with my soul. Which was written by a man after he lost his entire family. That is Remember true. that? I do. So yeah, that's a pretty uh, cool last word. It is well. I think. Benedict Arnold. That would be there was going to be a Benedict Everyone knows is a traitor. Referred to his Continental Army uniform. Let me die in the old uniform in which I fought my battles for freedom. May God forgive me for putting on any other. So he's uh, showing remorse here. Yeah. I wonder how he died. I think he was uh, killed for a treason. Executed yeah, for he treason. was executed for treason. Okay, this one just dives back into one of our previous episodes regarding Lavinia Fisher. An American alleged serial killer from the early 1800s prior to execution by hanging. If any of you have a message for the devil, give it to me, for I am about to meet him. Yeah, we uh, we talked about her in one of our episodes. She, I think she was the first female serial killer yeah. documented well, in they, the United States. Maybe the first documented. Maybe yeah. not the first one. Yeah. She came before the benders, right? I don't remember. I think that was late 1800s. Yeah, I do think it was. Mm -hmm. Napoleon, emperor of the French, said, France, the army, the head of the army. That seems like a not well thought out last word. There's like a comma after that. So it's like, is this like one of those movie scenes? I think he just died in the middle of the sentence. France, the army, the head of the army is, is, is. And they're like, say it, and he's gone. Yeah, I think that's, and that's probably why the French lost the war. Yeah, I think that's what happened. I'm assuming they lost the war. Did they lose the war? Was uh, there a war? I have no idea. There's actually a Netflix there's an army. There's a Netflix uh, special out now. I think it's Netflix where they're talking about this whole Napoleon thing. Oh. Seems pretty interesting. We should watch it. We should put it on the list. So this one's going to be about you. I'll make you famous, Billy the Kid, American outlaw and gunfighter. After entering a dark bedroom whereupon Sheriff Pat Garrett shot him after recognizing his voice. Who is it? Who is it? Yeah, he said that. And then Pat Garrett said, now he we, must be Billy the Kid. And then shot him. We both know that Billy the Kid did not die oh, that yeah. night at I the saw, hands of Pat Garrett. I saw that movie. Because Emilio Estevez himself was out on the street dressed up like an old man. And we both know that Emilio <laughs> Estevez was actually Billy, Billy the, the Kid. Kid. That's a little known fact. It is. I'm going to let you uh, do this next quote. Of course you are. Well, I just thought you would want to. I do. Well, I thought you'd want to because of uh, Tombstone. Yeah, of course. But this is, um, is Morgan, mm-hmm. the younger one. American lawman said to his brother Wyatt, the brothers had each promised to describe to the others what he saw at the moment of death. I can't see a damn thing. <laughs> I think I'm capturing the movie. I think you did. Yeah. It's like uh, he was expecting to see a white light. And all he saw was darkness. That's all he saw. Which doesn't mean nothing. Yeah, hopefully he saw something after that. I'm sure he did. Mm-hmm. Hopefully somebody wanted to see. Hopefully. Joseph Smith, the founder of Mormonism, before falling from a window during his murder. Did you know he was murdered? I did not. I did not either. He said, oh, Lord, my God. I'd like to look into uh, his uh, murder. I had no idea. Well, we should. I think it he might was even murdered. Lead into a uh, true crime story for a future episode. Yeah, seems like now that I've read it, that I do slightly remember, but I can't remember it all. I need to look it up again. So, John Sedgwick, the Union General of the American Civil War, shortly before being shot in the head. 
by a Confederate, had this to say. Why are you dodging like this? They couldn't hit an elephant at this distance. <laughs> and then he was shot. <laughs> I have a feeling this might not have played out the way they say it does, but it just seems right. Well, it's in a movie, so it has oh, to be yeah, true. Well, it definitely happened. They, they were there and filming it. Right. Abraham Lincoln, who was the 16th president of the United States, he was uh, in a theater. That with- wasn't even in the notes. You just knew that. I did know that. I didn't. How do you not know that? I don't know much. Abraham Lincoln, who was the 16th president of the United States, was at the Ford Theater with his wife, Mary. And he was talking to her and assuring his wife that their friend Clara would not mind them holding hands, which is weird. Like, why would their friend mind if they were holding hands? They're married. I don't know. Maybe it was inappropriate to show affection as a president of the United States in a theater. Even if it's his wife. I don't know. I don't, uh, make the I don't rules. know. I've seen how weird it's gotten with the latest presidents. So, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> True. So, his last words were, she won't think anything about it. And then he was fatally shot from behind. Sad. That is sad. Yeah. He didn't die immediately, though. Because remember, he didn't, he but shot, he didn't they speak. took him down to that bed. We yeah, saw across the, bed the street. Yeah, that, but he uh, didn't he speak after that. Still had the blood stains on the sheet somewhere where they had. Put it up. It was a, it was pretty interesting, really. Yeah. I guess he didn't say anything else after that. I guess not. But his murderer had this to say. John Wilkes Booth, an American actor and the assassin of Abraham Lincoln, after being fatally shot by Boston Corbett, said, Tell mother, tell mother, I died for my country. Useless. Useless. Well, he believed in his cause. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure what he meant by useless, useless, but... I don't know if he was useless. Or he thought the, the whole thing was useless. If everything was useless, I don't know. Or maybe it was just a lot of blood loss or something. Yeah, you know, he was just delirious. Um, apparently, he didn't act alone, according to some... There was a grassy knoll. <laughs> no, that was later. The there was apparently a conspiracy to assassinate Abraham Lincoln, and one of those that was convicted of that was Mary Surratt. She was sentenced to death... And she was hanged and was the first woman executed by the U.S. federal government. I didn't know that. Yeah. And her last words were, please don't let me fall, as they hung her. And they did let her fall. Well, they only let her fall a few feet. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess you you shouldn't try to assassinate presidents. And you shouldn't be involved in... Or be a woman. (laughs) In that case. I'm sure any man would feel the same thing. (laughs) So, Jesse James, an American outlaw... Examining a picture on his wall before being murdered by Robert Ford, said, That picture is awful dusty. And then the guy shot him from behind. I know. Like, let him say something you more profound Jesse than James that. from behind. Now, I'm not saying Jesse James is a good guy. No. I don't know exactly what all he did. He has this. He a was lot a murderer. Of these old West people have these images blown up that they were, like, amazing. But, you know, really, they were just a lot of them are definitely not what... They're portrayed as an Yeah, they're glorified. Yeah, like, you know, there ain't no way on this earth that Doc Holliday was as cool in real life as, as they Val made him to be in the movie. Just ain't, it ain't happening. Well, ain't we'll no, get to Doc Holliday here in a second. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm reading that one. I know you will. So Charles Darwin, who uh, was an English naturalist and evolutionary in 1882, his last words were, I am not in the least afraid to die. Well, he didn't believe in anything, so I guess he wouldn't have any fear. Maybe science saved him. 
but I doubt it. <laughs> so Victor Hugo, a French novelist, had this to say. This is the fight of the day and night. I see black light. Yeah, that's not a good sign. So he's probably that- starting a poem and he just started writing because it sort of yeah, rhymes. Yeah. I don't know if it does in French. No, it doesn't rhyme either. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so I get the next one too. The next one is Doc Holliday, an American gambler and gunfighter. And after a nurse refused him a whiskey, his supposed last words were, Damn, this is funny. Sounds like Doc Holliday. <laughs> Vincent Van Gogh, the Dutch painter in 1890, said, The sadness will last forever. That's sort of how so I picture uplifting. it. Yeah. And at least he thought it was, but yeah. he's dead. So what does he know? Exactly. William Price, a Welsh physician, said, Bring me a glass of champagne. Now, see, those could be good last words for me. I would love a glass of champagne. Well, At the end. When you're dying, I'll yes. let you have one. Richard von Albade Gammon was an American football fullback, fatally injured in a game in October of 1897. And like, I didn't even realize football was that old. Did you? I don't think they even wore any kind of pads or helmets at that point. Well, his teammate asked him if he was going to give up. And he said, no, Bill, I've got too much Georgia grit for that. Deceased. Apparently not. Turns out he wasn't as Southern as they thought he was. Mark Twain, famous American novelist, said to his daughter Clara as his final words, give me my glasses. <laughs> he needed to see where he was going, I guess. I guess. Jack Daniel, who we have to thank for that famous whiskey. You remember how he died? He stubbed his toe on a safe in his office when he kicked it. Right. He, was mad. he couldn't remember and the combination. He got and died. He did. And his last words were, one last drink, please. He I needed guess at that point. It's like, well, your leg's coming off anyway. Yeah, you needed some whiskey for that pain. So Edward Smith, sea captain of the RMS Titanic, a little ship you may have heard of in your history classes, was giving orders to crew members before the final plunge of the sinking ship. Well, boys, do your best for the women and children, and look out for yourselves. At least he didn't run and hide. He did not. Or try to get in one of the lifeboats. He went down with the ship. Well, that's what you do. Harry Houdini who we've talked about before. We mentioned him once or twice. Yeah, I yeah. did say we're going to fit him into every episode. Yeah, I'm trying. He said, I am tired of fighting, Dash. I guess this thing is going to get me. That was in 1926. And that thing turned out to be what, appendicitis? Yes, something like that. He was kicked in the side, but they're not sure if that caused the appendicitis or he already had a ruptured appendix or, appendix yeah. or whatever. So Arthur Conan Doyle, British physician, author, and spiritualist, best known for writing the Sherlock Holmes stories, mm-hmm. was speaking to his wife in their garden and he proceeded to clutch his chest and die and said, you are wonderful. Well, he said that and then he died. Like He looked at her and said, you are wonderful. And then he had a heart attack and died. That's probably how I'll go, actually. I'll it's very romantic. That. I'll probably die saying something like that to you. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you die. Many years from now. At least three. <laughs> so now we're going to talk about a couple of serial killers. Oh, yes. I would be interested to find out what the psychopaths have to say. Carl Panzram, who was an American serial killer, 
spat in his executioner's face prior to hanging and said, hurry it up, you Hoosier bastard. I could hang a dozen men while you're fooling around. I bet he made that thing snap extra hard when he dropped him on that one. Yeah. Albert Fish, who, as little as I know about serial killers, this guy was one of the most. Yeah, he is. He was horrible. Yeah, he's the worst. Yeah. He was, he did some very bad things. Serial killer, cannibal. Yeah. Among other things. Prior to execution by electrocution said, what a thrill it will be to die in the electric chair. The supreme thrill. The only one I haven't tried. It's what you call a masochist. I hope he enjoyed it. Yeah. Not for long. And I mean that facetiously. (laughs) Richard Loeb, who was an American murderer, he was slashed 56 times with a razor in a prison fight. How'd they get a razor in a prison fight? You have to ask that. Yeah, I've seen enough TV shows. <laughs> he said, I think I'm going to make it. He was wrong. You'll be fine. <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll be back on your feet in no time. I think this one I like next. This would be a nice one for you. O.O. McIntyre. Mm-hmm. He was an American newspaper columnist, said to his wife, as his final words, Snooks, will you please turn this way? I like to look at your face. Yeah, isn't that sweet? Words, that could be my last words. Yeah, that's I feel sweet. like my last words will have something to do with you. Mm. One way or another. <laughs> it may happen before this episode's over. I hope not. George Patton, United States Army General, was paralyzed from the neck down after an automobile collision. And he said, this is a hell of a way to die. After all that, he went through. He, he died. Yeah, man. that would suck. So Babe Ruth... You may have heard of him. I've heard of him. An American baseball player known for having uh, played the baseball game very well. Yeah, he hit a lot of home runs. I'm going over the valley. Nice. We saw him in a movie, didn't we? Wasn't he in Pride of the Yankees? He was in the Pride of the Yankees. Literally in that movie with uh, Gary Cooper. It's Gary Cooper, I believe. Playing Lou Gehrig. Mm -hmm. It was a good movie. Can you do a Humphrey Bogart impression? I can try. Okay, Humphrey Bogart. Actor, he said to his wife Lauren as she left to collect their children, after which he entered a fatal coma. Goodbye, kid. Hurry back. Yeah. Ernest Hemingway was an American author, and before he committed suicide with a shotgun, he said to his wife, Good night, my kitten. Wow, that would be a horrible thing to do to your wife. It would be. I like this next one, though. Chico Marx, he was uh, an American actor and comedian. He was. Um, I think a brother of Groucho Marx, uh-huh. and he gave his wife these instructions for his funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, honey, don't forget what I told you. Put in my coffin a deck of cards, a mashy niblick, and a pretty blonde. <laughs> what a comedian. Do you know what a mashy niblick is? I don't know, but I bet he didn't get it. No, I know what it is. It's a wooden golf club. Ah. Oh. Okay. This is back before they had like golf clubs, like oh. they do now. So yeah, he wanted a deck of cards, a golf club, and, and a pretty woman. blonde. <laughs> I'm sure she put something in his coffin. Oh, sure. Here's a picture of me. Marilyn Monroe, who everyone knows, was on the phone to Peter Lawford, who is John F. Kennedy's brother-in-law. And she said, say goodbye to Pat, say goodbye to the president, and say goodbye to yourself because you're a nice guy. I'll see. I'll see. She OD'd, didn't she? Mm -hmm. John F. Kennedy, President of the United States of America, replying to a co-passenger, Nellie Connolly, who was saying to him, 
You certainly can't say Dallas doesn't love you, Mr. President, while traveling through Dallas in a motorcade moments before he was fatally shot. No, you certainly can't. Yeah, that's uh, that's as close as I get to a Kennedy impersonation. <laughs> Pretty good. Winston Churchill, the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom in 1965, had this to say: "I'm bored with it all." And then he died. Yeah, <laughs> that's what Sherlock Holmes suffered from in the novels. He was apparently just absolutely bored of everything. It's like everything was beneath him, so he smoked opium. Hmm. I don't know if they taught you that in school. Mm-mm. So Malcolm X, who was an American activist was trying to calm a 400-person chaos shortly before being killed by gunfire from multiple assailants. Brothers, brothers, please. This is a house of peace. Not so much. Didn't seem to be that way, apparently. Mm-mm. Martin Luther King Jr. was speaking to musician Ben Branch shortly before being assassinated. He told him, Ben, make sure you play Take My Hand, Precious Lord, in the meeting tonight. Play it real pretty. So I bet they ended up probably playing that song for him after the fact, yeah. I imagine. Robert F. Kennedy, American politician, speaking to medical attendants who lifted him onto a stretcher several minutes after he was shot and fatally losing consciousness shortly thereafter, had this to say, don't lift me. There's a lot of assassinations in the 60s. Seems that way. Mm-hmm. Dwight Eisenhower, president of the United States in 1969, said... I've always loved my wife, my children, and my grandchildren, and I've always loved my country. I want to go. God, take me. Those are some pretty good last words. Mm -hmm. I mean, I still think mine will focus on you. I'm sure yours are probably, I'll probably have been dead by 10, 15, 20 years. You already had this elaborate, like, save the world. That literally came to me, like, as I was saying it. And you know that's how And where was I? I was the evil perpetrator you were saving the world from. I didn't even say the simple words when it was your turn. I asked you, like, I'd have to write it down. I'll have to. say, I love you. Okay, I don't have a whole movie script in my head of what I'm going to say. Well, I, I want it to be like you gotta be ready profound. To I don't want it to just say like, oh, see you later. Like, I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have to say something like profound. Don't worry. I'll have been dead by 15 to 20 years before you. And you'll probably already be on a second husband profound. after that. And you won't even like, <laughs> remember me, you know, at that point. So that being said, mm-hmm. I hope I at least get a, you know, like a, you know, I see you later, kid. Stay cool. Over the summer. Yeah, keep cool over the summer. Keep I can't cool. remember what it was. No one ever signed my yearbook. I literally had never had anyone that would. I didn't have friends like you, so I didn't get that cool stuff. My, my yearbooks were all pristine. Really? Yeah. I was sort of an outsider, as mm. you know. So, Jimi Hendrix, an American musician, singer, and songwriter. You may have heard of him. I've heard of him. Played some pretty big songs like the uh, National Anthem and such. He had this to say to his manager on a answering machine message he left. I need help bad, man. Apparently, he didn't get the message in time. Uh, so, he apparently choked on his own vomit Yeah, during, which is, from drug use. That's awful. But And when they found him, they found a poem next to the bed that he had been writing. And these were the lines. The story of life is quicker than the blink of an eye. The story of love is hello and goodbye until we meet again. Sounds like it would be a song, maybe. Mm-hmm. Song idea. Mm-hmm. George Sander, who voiced Shere Khan in the Disney Jungle Book animated film, had from, this. This is say. from 1967. And the cool one. I love that one. Yeah. Dear world, I am leaving because I am bored. I feel I have lived long enough. I am leaving you with your worries in this sweet cesspool. 
Good luck. Yeah, he killed himself. Apparently, yeah. that's uh, sad. So J.R.R. Tolkien, who you know as uh, the author of the Lord of the Rings, yeah, I heard he wrote that. The book. Hobbit. That book. I honestly had no Simulari idea on, uh, that it was so that. so recent. I just in my mind pictured that he lived a long time ago. I don't know why. Like Shakespeare or something. Yes, like I had. I thought it was like eighteen hundreds. I had no idea that it was nineteen seventy three. Yeah. So, in a postscript to a letter for his daughter Priscilla, he said, "It is stuffy, sticky, and rainy here at present, but forecasts are more favorable." That's the last thing they ever heard from him. That's pretty deep. He probably just meant it as, "Hey, the forecast." Yeah, people are just like probably yeah, like uh, like reading more into it. it. I mean, the man created his own languages. I know, not just like Klingon. I mean, he literally created languages just for his stories. This man was a genius. I know, and I just don't know why I always assumed it was like from the eighteen hundreds. He is one of my favorite authors. I love his books. Have you ever read one? I have not. Yeah, you've seen the movies. I've seen the movies. Almost the same thing. Yeah, I've seen the extended cuts of those movies too. So. That's how much we I love you. Watched all three of the Hobbit That's how did, Oh no, the Hobbit. Okay, I can't do. I can't deal. No. So Rod Serling, a American screenwriter, had a note written from his hospital bed to a colleague named Owen Kimura, and this note said, "You can't kill this tough Jew." <laughs> apparently, but apparently, he was wrong. Somebody did. You so. know who Rod Serling is. Was he from the Twilight Zone? Yeah, he was the host of the Twilight Zone. I love that guy. You're entering the Twilight Zone. So Elvis Presley, who everyone knows, uh, he was found dead in his bathroom on the floor. And the night before he, or I think it was the night before or the day before that, he had performed and his last words to his audience were, I hope I haven't bored you. And to the last person he talked to, he said, I'm going to the bathroom to read. I'm going to the bathroom to read. And that was the end of that. 1978. I mean, 1977. I could be Elvis reincarnated. (laughs) Bing Crosby, an American singer and actor, moments before collapsing and dying of a heart attack, said these words. That was a great game of golf, fellas. Let's get a Coke. (laughs) Now, I'm assuming he's talking about the beverage, uh, but knowing well, the people these people hung out with, maybe could have been both. Yeah, his doctor told him to only play nine holes of golf, but he did 18 and he apparently, that was too much. Well, at least he enjoyed Had a heart it. attack. Yep. I mean, up to a point. I like this one. Conrad Hilton, who was an American hotelier. You know, you've heard of the Hilton Hotels. I'm familiar. When they asked him if he had any final words of wisdom, he said, leave the shower curtain on the inside of the tub. And you... For good reason. Personally. Because if you don't, the water goes everywhere. That's why you have a shower curtain liner. Very important. Yeah, like that drives me crazy. I have something I need to say to everyone. So classic. Keep the curtain in the tub <laughs> and don't get your filthy hair in my drain. Oh yes, please wear a hairnet. <laughs> so John Wayne, American actor, you may have heard of Brett's on this favorite. podcast, said to his daughter, Aisa, I think that's how you say mm-hmm. it, who had asked if he knew who she was. Of course I know who you are. You're my girl. I love you. Nice. Is that close? It was close. 
Alfred Hitchcock, who was an English filmmaker, said, One never knows the ending. One has to die to know exactly what happens after death. Although Catholics have their hopes. Deep. He probably worked on that for a while. Yeah, he's like, I'm writing this. Watch my next. (laughs) So John Lennon, an English musician from a small band that few of you may know as the Beatles, Mm -hmm. moments after being fatally shot said these words, I'm shot. I'm shot. Yeah, it's probably not what he planned to say for his last words, unfortunately. Imagine not, no. No. Bob Marley, Jamaican musician in 1981, said, money can't buy life. Now that is true. He ain't got everything right, but I believe his final statement was probably yeah, pretty accurate. That's one. pretty accurate. John Belushi, American actor and comedian, before dying of a drug overdose, said, uh, just don't leave me alone. That's pretty sad. Yeah. Desi Arnaz, who you might remember, was married to Lucille Ball. He said to his former wife, Lucy, on the phone, I love you too, honey. Good luck with your show. And then he died, I think, of a heart attack. So another serial killer, Ted Bundy, prior to his execution by electrocution, had this to say, give my love to my family and friends. Yeah, he's a weirdo. So he had friends. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he had like followers. You know how all these people are when they... They wanted to marry him. Yeah. He has groupies and crap. So speaking of Lucille Ball, remember her from I Love Lucy. Everyone I knows was her. I a huge fan of that show, but... Hey, don't scare off all our Lucy fans. I didn't say it was a bad show. <laughs> I just said I wasn't a fan of it. So. When she was asked if she wanted anything, she said, my Florida water. I wonder what that was. Well, it certainly wasn't Jacksonville water. Because no. we drank some water in Jacksonville. And I don't know if maybe it's where we were at. But it's the only place I've ever been where the restaurant told us, don't drink, do not this. drink this water. Yeah, yeah. This water is dangerous. Yeah. Don't drink it. Yes. And I'm not making this up. They literally told us no, not to remember. drink the water. And maybe there was just like some thing going on i know how sometimes like they have to purify water and i don't drink it but the only time i've ever been told that so i'm assuming she's talking about alcohol (laughs) probably the next one i put on here is because um i thought you might want to do his voice mel blank oh yes i want to try to do mel blank Mm -hmm. american voice actor and radio personality said to his son noel i love you noel yeah he used the yosemite yosemite sam Jim Henson, American puppeteer, said to his wife, Jane, see you later. I feel like I'm in good hands. Apparently he was wrong. See you later. (laughs) I feel like I'm in good hands. (laughs) Dr. Seuss, American children's author, political cartoonist, illustrator, poet, animator, and filmmaker had this to say. Yes, I'm not going to die tomorrow. Apparently he was wrong also. Did he die tomorrow or did he die before tomorrow? I think he died that day. I don't know. Well, he was wrong. Freddie Mercury, who was the lead singer of Queen, said to his assistant, Peter Freestone, before he slipped into a coma and died, thank you. Nice, simple, short, sweet. Thank you. (laughs) River Phoenix, American actor, musician, and best known as playing the young Indiana Jones, right? I don't think that was his best known (laughs) role, but... My reason to know he exists, right? Yeah. Had this to say, no paparazzi, I want anonymity. This is after he collapsed outside the Viper room of a drug overdose. 
So he figured it was on the way out and he knew why. Yeah. Unfortunate. Um, Kurt Cobain, who everyone knows as the lead singer of Nirvana, in the closing of his suicide note said, I don't have the passion anymore. And so remember, it is better to burn out than to fade away. Oh, so that's that why is I saw a, that around the time he died. People always was like quoting that. And or, that is a quote from a Neil Young song, actually. So John Wayne Gacy, who was also an American serial killer and sex offender prior to his execution by lethal injection, said, kiss my ass. <laughs> he had no remorse. What a horrible, horrible person. Oh, no. He dressed up like a clown, too, which is really freaky. Uh, maybe that's why some people are scared of clowns. Maybe. Do you remember when clowns used to just like randomly appear and people were like freaking out over them? Yeah, they would like knock on doors yeah. and they'd be hanging out at night. And it was like a big, like people were scared of yeah. it. Like, they thought something happened and this guy kept doing it. Yeah. And eventually I think somebody tracked him down and like chased him down and beat him up. Oh, is that what happened? I think. <laughs> or he got, or it turns out he was a cryptid and he ate them. <laughs> Jackie Kennedy Onassis, who was formerly married to John Kennedy, said to her daughter, Caroline, and their son, John, don't cry for me. I'm going to be with your father now. See, that might be something like your But that's heart. weird because she was married to someone else at that time. So, so who are you going accurate. to? No, I'm just saying she's married to someone else. Well, obviously she loved her father better. <laughs> so, or maybe she's not going to be with her father. She's going to be where he's at. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Hmm. So, Thomas Grosso, uh, an American double murderer, prior to execution by lethal injection, had this to say, I did not get my SpaghettiOs. I got spaghetti. I want the press <laughs> to know this. <laughs> now, if this guy wasn't like a murderer, I'd be like, this is funny. But, yeah. then, but then I look at it and I'm like, no, he was probably serious. He probably was. Like, yeah. everyone should know. I didn't get my SpaghettiOs. I got Press spaghetti. needs to be notified yeah. because this is the most important thing about me. James Stewart, famous American actor, referring to his late wife, said, I'm going to be with Gloria now. Those will probably be my last words, too. You're going to be with Gloria? Yeah. <laughs> Tell her hello. <laughs> <laughs> Get me my Nikki Snickleback or Snicky Nickelworth or Snooks. a Snookies. What is that thing called? I need I need a, a sandwich. So Princess Diana, shortly before she succumbed to fatal injuries suffered in a car accident, said, "My God, what's happened?" Chris Farley, American actor and comedian, said to a prostitute leaving a motel where he spent his last night, said, "Please don't leave me." Those are some sad words. Yeah, he died of a drug overdose. So Frank Sinatra, American singer and actor who died almost on my birthday in 1998, said, I am losing it. He did it his way. Yeah. Well, maybe not that, but <laughs> some things. Joe DiMaggio, American baseball player who was formerly married to Marilyn Monroe, said, I finally get to see Marilyn. How sweet. Yeah, even though they weren't together back then, I don't think, when she died, I don't know. I think they were divorced. So, Charles M. Schultz, who was one of my favorite cartoonists of all time, you may know him as the creator of Peanuts, mm -hmm. or you may call it Snoopy, mm -hmm. uh, said to his son, Monty, keep going, finish your book. Very That's what you should do. Yeah. 
probably somebody will tell me that on my deathbed. <laughs> or I'll tell that to myself. I'll be like, I'll finish my book when I come back from the dead. Famous singer Johnny Cash, the man in black, said it's time because he knew his health was really failing and he died suddenly, like his health just suddenly plummeted. And he said it's time. He hurt himself today. today. Steve Jobs, American electronics businessman, best known as being one of the founders of Apple, <laughs> said these words looking at his family. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Because he had nothing else to say. One can wonder, was that him being impressed, him being scared, or him being confused? Yeah. Any of these things could apply. Yeah, but it's no context, see? Yeah, we need context. We need people. context, On people. Like, bed, give us the everybody context. get your thoughts together before the end. So Just have it ready. Have that. it ready because you don't know ready. if you're going to have time to figure it out or if it's going to come suddenly. I want to go see my Gracie. <laughs> Grayson. Gracelyn. Marilyn, I don't know. I'm still working on it. Gloria. Gloria. <laughs> so now this is the most beloved for everyone. And this is Betty White, who sadly died the end of 2021. Mm -hmm. And her last words were Alan. And that was her husband who died in 1981 of stomach cancer. He was a game show host. And that was the last thing she said was his name. Mm. Well, hopefully your so last words sweet. are Brett. Brett, 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 Brett. Said, tell, My tell heart what goes said. Brett, Brett. It's been going a long time, but go ahead and say why Brett's important to you. Because when I was a little girl, I used to watch Full House and the middle daughter, Stephanie, Played baseball, little league baseball. And and, baseball. And did. And there was a little boy on the team and he was that she had a crush on, and his name was Brett. And that's the first time I'd ever heard the name Brett because there were no Bretts in my class. And I loved that name. And I always wanted to meet a boy named Brett. And unfortunately, she did. I did. To her chagrin. <laughs> I actually met a Brett a week or so before I met you. Really? You thought I, he was the one? I did, but he wasn't. Oh. <laughs> You're the wrong Brett. <laughs> mm, he must have been the rich one. Uh, the good looking rich one. No. The famous good looking rich one. <laughs> who has an actual podcast studio. <laughs> so that's going to wrap up our famous last words. I hope you've learned something from this because I've learned that uh, we need to work on our last words to give context to the readers in the future. Yes. Get it together. Yes, exactly. If you're going to say Gracie, tell them who Gracie Gloria. is. See, I don't even know who Gloria is. <laughs> I need context. So that's going to bring us to the part of the show where I like a graphic to be inserted right here. What, what we're, we're watching. watching. Okay. So this is uh, the whole reason... Crystal scripted this show was so that we could talk about this movie for me. So in a well, way, this is your, her famous yeah. last words for me. Yeah, I did this for you. Yes. So we're going to be talking about the 1996 comedy movie Vegas Vacation. National Lampoon's Vegas Vacation. It's special for so many reasons because it's it actually is. one of the very first movies we saw together in the summer of 1996. We had just met in May. Yeah. And we spent the summer going to Carowinds and to the movies because that's all we could afford to Only do. Only place you can get air conditioning. Yeah. So we could stay cool and it was cheap because yes. we didn't eat 
popcorn or we didn't drinks. Eat at all. No, no. Like, I think we hardly ever. Ate. Oh no, we, we didn't, didn't need. Even like to eat. We didn't need food. But this is one of the first movies we saw, and we had no idea the impact it would have on our lives later this when we became obsessed with years. Vegas. And it's so quotable, and there's so many. It you're is. always quoting it. So everyone's quoting this movie. Mm-hmm. Anyone that's cool is quoting this movie. And mm-hmm. If you don't understand the quotes from this movie, then why are you even mm-hmm. watching movies? Because this is the apex of mm-hmm. comedy. Now, granted, on Rotten Tomatoes, I think it gets like a 14. That's ridiculous. But still, you, you got to look past the reviews sometimes and see the gold that's buried yeah. beneath the mounds of dirt, <laughs> just like the Tommy Knockers from our Patreon episode. Mm-hmm. Of course, they also collapse the mine and kill people, but still, you might get fortunes one way or another. So, this particular movie is about a family called the Griswolds, and the father, played by Chevy Chase, is in the field of making food additives, right? Mm -hmm. Preservatives. And preservatives. And he's created a way to preserve, was it milk? Yeah. So he's rewarded from his job, so he decides to take his family on a vacation. So he's telling them about going on this vacation. Now, the opening scene of the movie is great. He's driving down the road, not paying attention, like knocking over mailboxes (laughs) and stuff and everything. And he eventually comes in the house and he tells the family he's going to take them on a vacation. They all get excited, of course, thinking Disney World and stuff. And so he's like, no, we're going to go to Las Vegas. <laughs> and he keeps up, oh, it's a family-friendly destination. Yeah. And then his wife's like, Clark, I don't think that's really family-friendly. Yeah. Oh, they've really changed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the movie goes on that they go to Vegas and it's just... It's Hilarity just, ensues. It's just craziness. I mean, the whole movie is just nonsense. And it's got Wayne Newton in it. Oh, yeah. And it's got Vegas in it. So you get to see a lot of Vegas, yeah. which ended up being special to us because we love Vegas mm-hmm. now. Maybe someday we'll live there. Maybe. Who knows? But the reason that we're talking about this movie is because of quotable things. And there are a bunch of quotes I'd like to share with you. But the first one I'm going to share with you is... Falling in line with the famous last words. I'll be Clark. Okay, so you be Clark, and I'll be Cousin Eddie. Eddie, did anyone ever tell you your bad luck? You know, those were my mother's dying words. Of course, when you're covered in third-degree burns and your legs caught in a bear trap, you're bound to say weird things. <laughs> Literally my favorite quote ever. I love that line. Yeah. So some other gems. That you might find from this movie are such as uh, one I really like. I mentioned Wayne Newton's in the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, he's trying to woo Clark Griswold's wife, who is the father played by Chevy Chase. And so cousin Eddie comes over and he turns out he's Wayne Newton's biggest fan. Yeah. So Clark sits him down at the table at the casino and he's like, he sits there, he starts petting his, <laughs> his pompadour here. And he's like, you need a bodyguard? I'd die for you. <laughs> yeah. So... A point in the movie comes when Clark needs some money, and so Eddie's got a bunch of money buried out in his yard. He's living like a nuclear test site from the the government. (laughs) And he finds a can with uh, like $6 in it or something, and... He's, and Eddie's like, oh, yeah, that's from when I sold my candy. I figured with all the advancements in modern science, I better sell it while someone still wants to buy it. Smartest thing I ever did, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> and like, when they enter this casino, which is set to be in old Vegas, and he's trying to win his money back because Clark has a little bit of a gambling mm-hmm. problem in this movie. And they wander in. And he's like, whoa, man, is it a blazer out there? You're lucky you got air conditioning in here. Like, like Mother Nature intended. <laughs> so that all being said, we both love this movie. Yeah. And I think you can guess where I'm going to go with my rating. But 
Go ahead and uh, give it your rating from 1 to 12 arbitrarily chosen dog I'm going to give it a 12 for so many reasons. Nostalgia. It's great. I love National Lampoons in the first place. I always love the Wally World one. So this one is just as good to me. And like people say it's terrible, but I don't understand why. Plus it's hilarious. Sean, I know. Hilarious. It's so funny. The whole thing, like I can watch this. It's one of those movies I could watch over and over and it doesn't get bored to me. Like I, I can just watch it over and over and I love it. So I say watch it and I probably have the whole thing memorized. It's a movie full of quotes you're saying yes so it's, it's very quotable heavy yeah you give it we're always stars. quoting okay. it to each other we're always saying especially in vegas yeah and i just assumed everyone in vegas would know this movie exists it turns out they don't and yeah, it makes don't. me very sad they don't this is a great piece of cinema yeah if you like brett's sense of humor you'll love this movie you don't know me you don't know me. <laughs> if you'd heard our Alvin and the Chipmunks recording session we did earlier, I think we would lose a lot of listeners because we're weird. That's why we're putting it behind the paywall. Yeah, exactly. You're trapped at that point. <laughs> so my personal review on this, and I don't think it will offend Crystal for me to say it, it's obviously a 12 because this movie means a lot to us both. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. It's funny. It's hilariously funny. It's got Cousin Eddie in it mm-hmm. at the top of his game. Yeah. It's got... A great soundtrack. It's got some of the coolest songs. Every time we go to Vegas, mm-hmm. we think about Dean Martin mm-hmm. and the kick in the head. Yeah. This movie could literally be our life. It literally, I <laughs> want it to be our life, and except for the sense that Wayne Newton's trying to steal my wife. But I think at this point, well, that could probably happen. Sure if Wayne Newton's still alive. <laughs> but if he is, I mean, hey, he's Wayne Newton, you know? <laughs> Wayne Yaks. Wayne Yaks. What are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? It's a great movie. Check it out. If you haven't, if you don't like it, the problem's with you, not with the movie. Yeah. So that brings us to the portion of the show that we like to call Layla Layla and and Coffee Coffee Talk. Talk. Okay. So what has happened this week? I think we both know. Uh, The new Bark Box arrived and it was pool toys. Pool animal. Pool animal? Pool party animals. Well, how is it? an? Oh, I get it. Pool party animals. Pool party animals. I get it. So... Coffee got a juice box toy and She's Layla destroyed it. Yeah. And Layla got one of those cute little unicorn floaties. She loved it. Yeah. Tore the tag off of it immediately. It's probably in shreds on the floor too. Yeah. And then I went down there a little bit ago and Coffee had taken Layla's and had it up on the bed. So I had to take that away from her before it turned into a whole thing. It would be a scene. Yeah, it would be. It was worth every penny. I don't know about that. Bart but, Box you know, sponsor us. Yeah, so Bart <laughs> Box is worth every penny. Every little cent. Yeah. We're subscribed, baby. We are. I'm stuck in the subscription. <laughs> but only if they don't sponsor us. Yeah, if you sponsor us, we can get other people yeah, to buy it, too. We get it for free. Yeah. <laughs> we got to keep the dogs happy. Yes, our dogs love Bart Box. They do love Bart Box. They I will do. give them that. They enjoy everything about it. Mm-hmm. So you can find us online if you look for ScarySavannahAndBeyond.com or on any social media platform looking for the user at ScarySavannah. As we said earlier, all of our podcast episodes are on YouTube. Please go to YouTube, search for Scary Savannah and Beyond. See the videos there. Please click like and subscribe to our channel. We're two followers shy of 100 as of this recording, and we would love to hit that 100 milestone. be awesome. Do that. Also, please go leave us a review on your platform of choice. If you go up to our webpage and click the tab that says reviews, it'll give you instructions on exactly how to do that. 
We would love to get five-star reviews from you. And if you leave us a review, we'll read it on an upcoming episode and talk about it. So we would love for you to do that. It means five a lot to us. Five stars only, please. Five stars only, of course. That's Crystal's <laughs> needs. If you don't like it, don't leave a review, please. Yeah. And speaking of Crystal's needs, uh, we still need some coffee for her. So to fill up this lovely mug here, what do you call that? A tumbler? It's a tumbler. A tumbler printed with our logo. Um, if you click on the little yellow icon on the bottom left-hand corner of your browser on our webpage, you can support the podcast by buying her one, two, three, four, five, or 27 coffees. I mean, whatever number feels right to you. This is my third one of the day, so. Yes, and I'm really wanting one now because I'm burning up from these studio lights. There you go. But, oh, look. Hey, <laughs> coffee. Important. You can also find exclusive episodes on our Patreon page, which can be found at patreon.com forward slash scary savannah. We just released a new episode earlier this week on Wednesday, and it's going through all currently our series is on cryptids from the 50 state. Yeah. So make sure you subscribe to that because the one we are just releasing has got one of my favorite monsters in it that I didn't even know existed. They're a monster but of our dog. Now I want to move to Colorado for various reasons. Well, we're going to move to Vegas if we go anywhere. We can visit Colorado. Okay. It's we'll close be close to, Vegas. to Colorado. So check that out for as little as $3 a month. You can help to support our podcast, plus get exclusive Patreon-only content. And maybe, if you're crazy enough, we'll do like some drama in the Alvin and Chipmunk voices. Oh, gosh, yes. If y'all want to do that, subscribe to Patreon. If we get a certain number, we'll have to have a certain number. We'll figure that out. Yeah. Trust me, it's messed up and crazy and hilarious. (laughs) It's not bad. It's just stupid so you know that's how my mind works yeah it works stupid every month we do a merchandise giveaway so if you go and click on our webpage, there's a tab that says giveaways enter a few little bits of information and you can win a t-shirt or coffee mug with our logo a choice of various logos and we draw that at the beginning of each month and we're currently accepting july yeah, and entries. if you entered in June or previously and didn't win, you can enter again because we had yes. a lot of entries in June. Yes, so. please keep entering. If you have not previously won, you can still win. You mm-hmm. only need to enter once per month. Once a month, yeah. So if you entered in June and didn't win in June, you do need to enter again for July, but you only have to do it once. You don't mm-hmm. have to do like these other giveaways where you got to enter it 100 times. Yeah. But just enter it once a month. If you win, great. If you don't, make sure you enter again. And you're in a chance to win and uh, keep going and hopefully you'll eventually win something. Mm-hmm. We might even get more uh, festive near the end of the year around the holidays and give out more than one. That might even have something special. Mm-hmm. We should talk about that. You know, where we give away, you know, up to two things. <laughs> okay. Don't get crazy now. We also have a merchandise store where you can buy hats, shirts, hoodies, and several other things. I can't even remember what all we've got. But if you go to our Backpacks. Web, yes, backpacks. Our daughter saw that. And she really wants one. Yeah. She liked that. So the young people like it. Yeah. And uh, you can find that if you go to our website and click on the store tab. And they'll take you to our store with loaded with goods and such that you can buy and wear our logo and be cool like the cool kids. Who I am not currently one of. <laughs> like this hat I'm wearing. It's a pretty cool hat. The hat is cool. I like this hat. So on our webpage, we have a question and answer form that if you go there, it's ask us anything. You can ask us questions about the podcast or about Savannah 
or about movies or literally anything you want to ask. We're trying to build up an episode where we answer listeners' questions. So go there and submit us any kind of question you would like to ask. And we would definitely look forward to hearing that. And once we've compiled enough questions, we'll put together a special episode to address your questions. We should have a contest where people guess how many hats you have. And then I'll count and give the actual number. I can tell you approximately. You don't know how many. A lot. That's not a number. I can guess. If we're going to do that, then why would I say that? I know. Give it away. I know. So everybody guess how many hats Brett has. You can submit that. They haven't even seen a fraction of my collection. I know. But just take a guess and then we'll show you his wall of hats. So I believe that's going to leave us with just that one last thing. Join us next time in Savannah, where the ghosts and the good times live on. So whose last words were those? I just made all those up, but they're pretty good words. They are pretty good words. That'd be pretty cool for like an old tombstone if we found one that said something like that. Yeah, I was actually folding laundry when that came to me. And it's definitely a, a keeper, it for is. sure. It very is. romantic in it a is. very partying kind of way. As a matter of fact, let's go on and head on out to Savannah and just see if the ghosts and the good times Well, it is after midnight. On. Let's go find it's out. way past my bedtime. <laughs> let's go. Let's go.